welcome back to excuse my friend i'm one of your hosts julia and to everyone listening i hope you had an amazing thanksgiving whether you ate so much turkey that your pants bursted or that you had such delicious takeout on the couch with some netflix in the zen of your own home away from crazy family members believe me i have been there (laughs) and i feel like now that thanksgiving is out of the way the holidays are in full force baby i'm talking here comes santa claus blasting at every department store people shoving into you with their shopping carts at the supermarket and though i love it the holiday season really stresses me out i have to get all different kinds of gifts for all different people from all different places but the shein marketplace makes it easy to holiday shop in one place I used to think Shein only had super cute clothes, but they literally have everything you can imagine from fashion to home to organization to decor, car stuff, toys. It's literally endless and super fun to browse their site, might I add. Their app knows exactly what I'm looking for and makes holiday shopping so much easier. So take the stress out of holiday shopping and get it all done in one place. Shein. Also, I'm very, very, very impatient. I want things right now. want my packages to come like right away the second that I order them. But honestly, good things come to those who wait. And there's actually a good reason why quality products at such great prices can take time. I just learned that for every style you see online, Shein only keeps a few hundred pieces in stock so they don't create a ton of inventory waste from overstocking items that don't sell. This is one of the best ways for fashion companies to be more sustainable and cut down on waste. Plus, it cuts down on costs, so Shein can pass those savings on to us Sheinistas. Shein has also implemented a ton of quality checks and reviews along the way to ensure a great product experience. And that takes a little extra time, too. But with that in mind, honestly, I can wait a little longer for my new looks to arrive because I know it's for the greater good and I can feel even more fabulous in my new outfits. Love that. Speaking of Shein, I was browsing on their app last night and I was kind of surprised when I saw that they actually have wedding dresses, bridesmaids dresses, wedding accessories, decor. And I found myself parting them and adding them to my wish list and to my cart, suddenly planning for this imaginary wedding. That's not going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately. And uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm that girl, right? That girl that at five years old would close my eyes and imagine my wedding, right? I could tell you to a T what the dress looks like, what the venue looks like, the bridesmaids, what the ring looks like, the music, the flowers. I could tell you what my husband looks like. Okay. Six, six, dark hair, blue eyes, finance guy. I'm still manifesting you. Okay. But if you're like me, you don't really think about the other side of marriage, right? The legal side, the finances, the prenups, the the business agreement you're essentially entering into. And uh, I found this online. It says two people get a license, make an agreement, pull their resources toward a common goal. They make a verbal contract that states that both parties are committed to making it work for richer, for poorer, sickness, and in health, and put in a large initial investment with hopes for great returns over time. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound very romantic, okay? When we talk about investments and prenups and contracts and signing things, okay? I like to think about that day being about me and being a princess and uh, falling in love, and I like to think that love is enough, um, 
but as I I'm seeing, you know, I'm in my twenties, but I have friends already getting divorces and I'm like, what, what is going on? Right. That's something I don't want for myself. And I think it's important to look at everything, right? Like the logistics and the beautiful part. Um, so we're bringing in an expert to shed some light and educate us on those things. Um, we have New York's top divorce attorney, Dennis Vetrano. He's also a podcaster and social media content creator. He has millions of views, millions of followers. His content is amazing, you guys. He has great advice on marriage, divorce, and just relationships as a whole. Like the things he says, like it just like blows my mind. So we have him here and we're going to chat. And we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn, baby, about divorce, marriage, all the things. So let's get into it. Let's get into this conversation with Dennis. Oh my God! Thank you, ladies. Great to be on the show. I love the two part harmony. It's so awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you. We do it some on a daily harmony. We like yawned at the same time the other day. It was like we spent way like, too much okay. time together. <laughs> so when's the album coming out? That's what I want. I know, know, right? Everyone. Well, we, right? my, our parents have been asking us that forever too. That's been the million dollar question for the last like seven years. What makes you so passionate about this type of law yeah you know it's funny it's people always ask me like how did i get into this to begin yeah. with and one of the first answers to that question is when i was little i must i don't know i was like five six seven eight years old i used to argue with everyone about everything and my family used to say you're gonna be a lawyer someday and i <laughs> didn't know the damn difference at that point you know but um then ultimately decided I wanted to be a lawyer, went to law school. Um, I wanted to get in, into an area of law where I was in court all the time and then just realized along the way, hey, I give a shit about people like I care about people. <laughs> so if you care about people, then what's the best? What's a better way than to you know work with families? So. so fun fact, I dated a lawyer for a long time and you guys you guys are a good time for sure. I, I think, look, I think you, there's a there's a lot of I mean. You can be honest. There's a lot of asshole lawyers out there. I there really are. Enjoy there, are. there are. Like, <laughs> but... Your ex is genuinely, genuinely a great guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, everyone yeah. talks like mad shit about lawyers. I'm like, where are they? Because like you're, you seem so chill and so yeah. cool. I mean, there's definitely assholes, but you in know. every yeah. field and every. Yeah, field. like in anything. You know, I always say when you're searching for a lawyer, look for somebody who's real. Look mm -hmm. for somebody who's somebody that you would, you know, you feel like they're a good person. Exactly. Or, and I think there are a lot of, you know, really talented lawyers who are good people out there. So so it sounds like you, it sounds like your ex was one. Oh, yeah. No, he was great. I just think <laughs> marriage wise, it just would not work. We're too different. You know, like you say, Dennis, choose the right person. Think with your head first and your heart will follow. People think there's like one soulmate. I've never believed that. I feel like there are, there, are, there are hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people on the face of the earth that you could jibe with, that you could get along with. So I think you need to start with your, you know, proverbial deal breakers. Like, what are the things you really need to have in another person? You know, some people say like, hey, I need someone with uh, an advanced degree. Or they may say, hey, I need someone who's in my field or someone who's got a, you know, a, a sort of a malleable personality or whatnot. But I think or a particular religion. So so, yeah, those core value things you should you know, get those on the list, you know, narrow your list. And then, and then out of those people find the person you jibe with. So going off of that, what are some of the unsexy topics to address before marrying someone? Ooh, well, one of the major causes for divorce is money, right? Sure so is, I think people, people are so afraid. It's so taboo to talk about a prenup, you know? I mean, look, I I'm a firm believer in everybody should be out there killing it. 
to whatever your success, whatever your goal is, get out there and kill it. I don't care what it is. You may say, hey, I don't want to make a lot of money, but I have this passion and I want to be great at this thing. Okay, mm -hmm. do it. But a lot of times that's going to be you know, associated with some way that you make money or amass assets. And if you do that prior to the marriage, just be honest with each other. Just say like, hey, this is a conversation nobody wants to have. But like if I've worked for all these things, you know, just in case something happens, we're preparing for, you know, lawyers prepare for what's possible, not what's likely. Mm. So maybe highly unlikely that you're going to divorce because you found this great person. You really jive. You really get along. Everything works. But just in case, you know, talk about the money, talk about and even just the basic thing, like talk about what you want out of life. I mean, we're so focused on like, you know, oh, you know, she's hot or he's hot or they're doing these cool things or like I really have this electric attraction there. But like talk about all the boring shit. But those are the those are the real, you know, concrete things over time that will let, you know, will give you a base for a long lasting relationship. Mm -hmm. What is it about money that becomes a problem in marriages? So I was driving down the road the other day, right on my way to the courthouse or on the way back. Can't remember. And I look over and there's like this guy in the passenger seat of I'm going to guess, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, you know, being very presumptuous here. I'm, I'm assuming like he's driving around in her car because he doesn't have his own car or she's driving him to work or stuff like that. I'm like, hey, ladies, if, if you got to lend him money or you got he's got to borrow your fucking car, man, like that's that's. <laughs> that's not going to work. Like, that's not going to work. You know, but a lot of those girls, they're lo they're loving for love. It's all about love for them. It is. And I think part of it, I mean, on, on, on the serious tip, I think part of it is there's so much pressure on women, especially to get married, to have kids, to build a life, to do all these things. And you have this, you know, in, in addition to that, you have this biological clock kicking, you know, like ticking in the back totally. of your head. That they're like, I think that's part of the driving forces with it. And even just family. Are you married yet? Are you married yet? Are you having mm -hmm. kids yet? Or like, you know, when can we expect little ones? Like, you know, so there's so much pressure to get that marriage and have those kids and those sorts of things where I think for women, especially like there's a strong motivation for them to rush. Mm -hmm. And I think don't rush, like be patient. I know it's a balance, but like. You know, I think you have a couple of different things at work there. You have really powerful, successful women who aren't taking the time for them. And part of for them is to put love first and try to focus on finding the right person. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, combined with that, just have the patience to wait for the right one because they are out there. Do you think love is enough to keep the marriage? No, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't. See, I, am, I don't. I agree with you. I think Julia, you're a little bit more like love is enough. I'm love driven for yeah. sure. I'm not logical at all. And I'm so <laughs> logical where I think it hurts me in some ways, you know, it's just, I don't know. But that's We're... your yin and your yang, right? Totally. <laughs> exactly. We just need to combine. So that's I think, I think I'm so caught up in the fairy tale of marriage, right? Like as a little girl right. watching the movies and imagining myself in the mm -hmm. dress and the wedding, the ring. But to be honest, I think that's like as far as I know is like the love and the wedding. But what are some other legal benefits to marriage? I think the legal benefits, I mean, look, there's tax write-offs. I mean, think of it like this. Two household incomes split over one combined set of expenses is probably going to make it cheaper for you. It's probably easier to apply for loans when you have two incomes to show up. But but I think, you know, my my retort to the other thing is like, look, can't you have that fairy tale, but like know that that Prince Charming that you're thinking about this fairy tale with also has a good job? 
also like has the same core values as you, like also like you jibe on religious beliefs and you're focused on family and stuff like that. You jibe on those levels. And then there within those categories, there are those Prince Charmings out there to live that full fairy tale. You said advice for people getting married. One, choose well. Two, know yourself. Three, choose with your head before your heart. And four, clear expectations. Do you still stand by all those? I do. I do indeed. I do. Which one's the most important? Uh, Choose well. Okay. Choose well. How do you know when you choose well? How do you know? Because that's the thing about it. That's the thing. Yeah. With marriage is like you can get married and then people like change. People can change Mm -hmm. over time. Then what? I guess that's where the prenup comes in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they do change, but think of it like this. I think I'm not a big proponent of getting married too, too young. I think that's part of it. And I know all sorts of people are going to argue with me about that. I get it. And my parents who were together, how many years they've been together, like 50 years now, Mm -hmm. um, not divorced, you know, they married very young and it can work for sure. But I think on average, it's in my opinion, it's better to wait a little bit. And I think, you know, people are changing a lot, say, between 18 and 35. Mm -hmm. But when you're like late 30s to 50s, you're you're you pretty much hopefully know who you want to be. And I think that's part of the reason why on the list is to, like, find you know who you are. How the hell could you pick the right other person or know how to choose well if you don't even know yourself yet? Takes time to do that. You think people are getting married less nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. What we're seeing in our divorce law firms is fewer and fewer people getting married, just like living together. But then they're doing all the same things you do as a married couple. You know, they're having car loans and houses and kids and, you know, dogs and investments and all sorts of other things. So we're getting those people now coming to the office, not for a divorce per se, but a split of all of those things. So, you know, in my mind, the wheels turning, I'm like, hey, but the core problem is is about the relationship. It's about finding the right one. It's about working on the relationship, keeping it fresh, keeping it, keeping it exciting, keeping it new, like fulfilling yourself, knowing and understanding yourself first. So all of these things, because I would really be thrilled if people were not in my office for any of those things, mm-hmm. not divorce or <laughs> right. splitting stuff, right? just to it, get it right and work at it. Who do you find asked for the divorce most? I mean, men or women? Yeah. Women by a large margin. Interesting. Why? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. I think, I think with women, I think it's what I'm finding the trend is now is you have women out there like totally independent, successful, killing it, great job doing all the stuff, right? Doing all the things that maybe 30 years ago only the guy would do, right? But now women are killing it and they know it. And then the guy's like, okay, you can kill it. That's great. And I'll go to work. And by the way, the kids are your job. The house is your job. Laundry is your job. Grocery is your job. And you're getting ladies like, fuck that. I mean, they're only going to put up with that shit for so long, right? right. I mean, partnership. yeah, it is. Oh, I love that word. The P word. I love it. The partnership P word. is exactly what it is. Right. It's true. Women it's, are fed yeah. up, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, Julia, you're more old school. Like you, I think, think I am. Man, she thinks a man should like take care of all, right? Like that's. I think what are so. Your yeah, like take care of me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I think I'm okay with. Of course, I'm a career boss babe. But once I like have babies, I want to stay home. I don't want to put them in daycare. So I think the man should be the provider. But that's just like my own view, uh-huh. right? And I think for me, I'm a little bit more like I'll take my kids to work, kind of thing. Whatever I'm doing, oh. I want them to experience stuff. 
I think it's a partnership because I think also yeah. people grow resentment and I think I'd be one of those if like yeah. I was at home staying at home and then like doing all the work and then I like drop my own stuff. I think, look, I think people are always looking for one magical answer to everything. And mm -hmm. this isn't cookie cutter. This isn't one size fits all. Mm -hmm. There are themes that I see one or some are more successful than others, but it's not all the same. You've got to decide what works for you and whoever you're with. So in your circumstance, you know, the thing is, I always want both people to be on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say in your example, like, hey, I'm staying home, I'm taking care of the kids and stuff like that. My thought would be, okay, that's cool. That works as long as you guys are on the same page with that. But he's got to know what it's like to have the kids with him, you know, and you've got to be able to do the things to keep you fulfilled. And as long as you're on the page where you're both mentally and emotionally moving in the right directions in parallel, you know, I was talking about this the other day with my uh, marriage with my wife. I was like, one of the things that's made our situation work and work well, we have multiple businesses, two kids, hobby farm, horses, well, yeah. like, wow. you know, all this social media stuff. We have like four different companies going like it works because we're growing together in parallel. Right. And we don't do the same things in our relationship. We do different things we share, but it's a partnership. Right. And even if you're saying, hey, I'm doing certain things and he's doing another, as long as you at least, because I always say like this, like, look, if you're taking care of the kids all day and he's at work all day, it's tough to relate to what he's going through at work. And it's tough to relate to what you're going through with the kids each day. And the way you keep on the same page with each other is to have those subject areas that you you can relate to each other on. Interesting. When you come home at the end of the day, like, hey, he should know what it's like for you to take care of the kids all day and take care of the household. And you should know what it's like for him to be at work and doing his thing. And you should both still keep yourself mentally, emotionally, individually motivated and, and moving ahead. Like you want to keep everything fresh. You don't ever want to be in a situation where like everything gets. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You say that because before I was doing the social media stuff back in the day, I was nannying for a family. And I feel like that, cause I saw everything. I was in their house all day, every day. And I saw mm -hmm. the marriage, the dad was, you know, workaholic would travel and the mom also worked, but I feel like they weren't on the same page. And I feel like like one time I was in the kitchen putting away dishes and the dad, he was never around. And he asked me in his own house when he was taking the stuff out of the dishwasher, he goes, where does this go? I'm like, this is your house. And you're asking <laughs> right. me where the spatula right. goes. So I feel like there was a ma there That's was a major disconnect and they did end up getting a divorce, unfortunately. And I'm not saying because right. of that, but I feel like they were kind of in different lanes. Right. <laughs> wow. Like when you like I know, listen, we have two kids and I love my kids dearly, but there are times where they drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah. So like my wife occasionally will be like, oh, my God, these kids, I can't say that. Right. Like and and the thing is, I've got to know what that emotion is like. I've got to know what she's going through. I've got to be able to share that with her, you know? So it's a matter of like having these levels of, of different topics that you can relate to each other on and you share things with. Doesn't mean one person's doing 50 and the other person's doing 50% of every singular thing, but you need to have as many things you can relate to each other on, many, as many topics over time, because again, that's what keeps you here. I went to a famous wedding I thought it was interesting. The day of the wedding, there was a lawyer going around trying to track the girl down to sign the prenup and they would not, she would not sign the prenup. There were tears. There were screaming matches. The mom got involved. Oh my God. It was actually insane. They ended up going through with the wedding and I'm assuming that she signed it. I have no idea, but like, when do you sign a prenup? How does this prenup work and why is it important? 
I think let's let's start off with when do you sign up? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply prenup. I mean, the best thing you can have with your partner in any relationship is transparency, right? Be upfront about it. Be honest and open about your expectations. I think one of the biggest problems with relationships over time is people don't say what they think. They don't say what they mean. They don't, they don't really just like talk to each other and be honest. I think with the prenup, forget about the prenup itself. You know, talk about like, hey, you know, like, like, just like you would do a will, right? Hey, if I die tomorrow, what's going to happen with, you know, what's going to happen with the house? What's going to happen with the life? Have we thought about that? I know nobody wants to talk about that, but you kind of have to. So the prenup in a way is kind of the same thing. It's not like it's a death, but you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you're preparing for these possible eventualities. And it's just a matter of having the conversations early on about what your expectations are, should the worst happen and you split. Like, you know, if I, let's say for argument's sake, you come into a marital relationship and you have a building, okay, that's making rent and you're, you're making money from it. Do you expect that your spouse is going to expect to take a piece of that? Like, you know, if you guys get divorced, isn't that really like rightfully yours, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and part of the conversation is just like, look, I don't want to take anything from you. I would never want to do that. And I don't ever want you to take anything from me. And that same level of, logic and reason and reasonableness with each other will pervade your whole relationship and transparency right at the outset. So it's something if you're in a serious relationship and you're talking about marriage and engagement and stuff like that, the conversation should start there. And then it's a matter of just like the two of you, like, what do you expect? Like what's going to happen? You may have a circumstance where, Hey, you have somebody who's a, like a billionaire and they want you to stay home and you've decided that that's what the plan is going to be and you're going to forego your career and stuff like that. And then you have a different conversation than if each of you were kind of doing your own thing. But it's all about trusting each other, being honest and open at the outset and being clear about your expectations. And that's the same thing you're going to do entering that marriage anyhow on a mental and emotional level. You're just adding that financial piece to it. And once that conversation is had and you guys are on the same page, just easy to just have a lawyer draft it. But definitely, definitely, definitely don't wait till the wedding day, please. <laughs> please it should that be so much stressful. earlier than that. Okay, that it should stressful. be. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think I think it's easy to forget that marriage really is a contract. It's almost like you're entering into yes. like a business partnership. And I feel like that prenup is a way to protect ourselves. Like as if you're doing business, you want to add and remove things to the contract in a way that works for you, correct? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, let's put it this way. If, like, even just take, for example, Heartland Ray, like, right, what if this, like, takes off even more that it's already taken off and it becomes a, a billion-dollar industry? Goodbye, Would so you okay. want your spouse to say, hey, I get some of that. Some of that's mine. No You're going to be like, hey, no, fuck that. I've been killing it at this so thing. I've been working right. my ass off to build this. This right. isn't yours. And anybody you would with, you would be with, they would say, of course, that's yours. That's yours. You created that. I don't want to take something from you. And if I want to create something like that, I'll do it on my own. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Do you think that you should get you should both do the prenup if you both don't have much? 
I think the prenup is preparing for what not only what you already have, but what you may have in the future. Our prenups are a situation like, hey, if I form a company in and of myself and I'm just doing our our prenups are basically you guys are continue post the marriage financially to separate financial individuals unless you specifically choose you want things to be joint. And then in that case, in the context of a divorce, you would talk about how you split those things. Mm, okay. So again, we take the example of like, hey, if I have this, like I wrote a book or I had a record deal or like, you know, it's my name, it's DRV law, like mm-hmm. that's going to remain separate. And even if during the marriage, I individually work hard to build that company like $10 million more that you know, it doesn't go to the other side if you get divorced. It remains your separate property. Mm-hmm. So I think the prenups are not just providing for what you had prior to the marriage, but anything individually you would or could do during the marriage as long as it's well drafted. I learned this yesterday. I mean, you already are in some sort of contract between you, your partner, and the state. So like you might as well sign a prenup with your own rules. Is that right? <laughs> Well, that's exactly right. I think if you don't have a prenup, you're leaving yourself to the devices of whatever your state's law is, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're deciding now. You're not deciding. So I think that's a really good way to frame it. You got to look at it like this. When you do a prenup, the two of you are in control of the agreement you have between the two of you regarding your finances. Mm-hmm. You're not letting you know the tax man or, 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 uh, or, or the state come in and tell you what you're doing with your assets or your effort. It's really, I mean, I think during the marriage, you got to remember a lot of it is about your efforts to build financial wealth, right? Totally. So if you're working hard at something, I mean, I mean, you ladies know anything's going to be successful, man, you got to work hard at it. It's not easy. No. Yeah. (laughs) Does that, so does that apply to like, if you protect yourself from like the business you already have before getting married, what if say during marriage, you start a new venture and that takes off? Is your spouse entitled to that? Or do you have to protect yourself against that? before if that makes sense <laughs> you you can provide for that and you should provide for that because the problem is the way at least new york state looks at it is anything that was acquired during the marriage from the date of the marriage until the date you file for divorce is presumptively which means more likely than not essentially it's legalese um marital property and subject to equitable distribution which is division of assets so if you work hard to build something it's worth x amount of dollars it was all done during the marriage the other side theoretically can argue that's marital property because it was built with marital efforts during our marriage and therefore i'm entitled to a portion of it people don't realize that your check that you earn during your marriage that you put into your separate bank account during the marriage technically in new york state is is marital property so you're slaving away during the marriage it's not half it's not all yours it's theoretically at least in theory half the other sides so that's that's, why you have to be cautious about that okay that's interesting but then when you sign the prenup and you make your own rules that doesn't become it's it's guided by the prenup then it's guided by contract that's making more sense okay i'm like (laughs) i'm like trying to wrap my head around no you you bring up bank accounts yeah do you think it's important to keep separate bank accounts? I do. I do. I think it's important to have separate bank accounts. And I know a lot of people argue uh, with me about this because I feel like when you get married, you shouldn't be molding to the other person. Mm. You shouldn't be. It's just Mr. and Mrs. Vetrano or it's Mr. and Mrs. Whomever. You know, it's it's Dennis and Charlotte. You know, we're each our own force. 
And when everything is molded together as joint, I think in some ways you can kind of start to lose your independence, lose your sense of identity. I mean, I think, you know, you need to continue doing the things that make you, you, you need to continue with your passions, your motivations, like, like that, that's healthy. You know, I mean, quite frankly, that's sexy. I mean, the oh, hottest I thing literally. you can do is be independent and out and kicking ass in your own right. Right. You're like, so right. man, like, like she's fucking killing it. She is hot. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And the guy for this, the guy, the same thing. Like, whereas like if everything you do is only a function of your spouse, it's okay. If, if you're comfortable with that, that's okay. But my concern is for many people, you start losing your identity a little bit when that happens. Mm. So, you know, that's why, like I say, don't ever give up your, what makes you who you are, you know? And in a way that makes you even more attractive to your spouse. Well, that's what brought them to you it. in the first place. So true. Right. There's something so. sexy about it. Who's responsible for the other person's debt? Say the guy has huge amounts of debt. I don't want to be responsible. What do we do? Prenup. Oh, that'll help too? Wait, so Remember. If, you a, <laughs> if you don't have a prenup, are you automatically responsible for their debts as well? Does that fall on you as well? Not automatically, but here's the thing. It, you know, look, can I? am I guaranteeing that their separate debt, you're going to get chased for their separate debt? Not necessarily, but do you want to chance it? No. The point is like if, and, and and this is so so think of it like this. Not only should you have a prenup, but that should also be a huge red flag. If you have a prenup to try to protect you from someone else's liability or their excessive debts. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye is right. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. There's another prince. There's another prince charming right down the road, man. Believe me. <laughs> the reality is you need to know what the marital assets are for sure. I mean, you got to start going through the mail, ladies. Good grief. You get those statements in the mail. You got to open that shit up. It's got his name on it. I like, I don't know. I don't know if that's illegal or not, but you know, I had a case actually just the other day where it's like the guy doesn't know the finances like that, you know, late lady CEO, like killing it, like, you know, supposedly millions of dollars in assets and not aware of like, you know, what's where and you wow. need to know. And I mean, theoretically, I mean, th think of it like this. The first stop would be the accountant. If you know you have a lot of assets and they're doing your taxes, Get a copy of your tax return from your accountant. Mm -hmm. You should be entitled to it if you're doing joint tax returns. So can you talk about a postnup? Well, think of it like this. A prenup is something you do pre the marriage. A postnup is something you do post the marriage. And then you can also do a separation agreement. And then you can also do a divorce agreement. Mm -hmm. These four documents are nearly identical. Yes. I suggest postnups either to update your prenup or if you're in a circumstance where you're not sure if you're going to get divorced and you're trying to reconcile. Okay. Because think of it like this. You don't want to be trying to negotiate a resolution of your divorce case, separation agreement or divorce agreement while you're both, you know, pissed off mm -hmm. about the divorce case. Much easier to do that when you're both trying to reconcile with each other, you know, yeah. and then at least, hey, if the reconciliation works, great. If it doesn't, then at least you've got something to get through the divorce with. It's so. easier to negotiate when you guys are lovey-dovey and happy than when you're getting a divorce and you're pissed off. <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Now, have you had someone come in and they've been divorced like five times and they're marrying again? Okay. No, I think, um, I think the most we've had is divorced, married the same person again, divorced, married the same person again, divorced. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that's, that's I, wild. I think so. That's five. 
Maybe that's a fetish. Maybe married, they like divorced. Maybe they like married, divorced, <laughs> like stuff. married, divorced. Yeah. Wow. Divorced. Like, well, yeah, so. Five times to the same person. Yeah. yeah keep it yeah. toxic, baby. Keep it toxic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought it was literally just walking down the aisle, signing the paper and happily ever after. I almost feel like there should be like a course that a couple should take before getting married because these are things that we don't know about that we're going into. Like, is that a thing? Like, are there yeah. courses or things to like? You know, know. there's so many, there's so many resources out there right now to date, to know, to learn, to love yourself, to know more about yourself, to, um, uh, you know, work through marital relationship there. If there are problems, there are so many experts out there to lean on, but there's no specific course that I'm aware of, but there should be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, again, what I was laying out as guidelines before is like, I think the most important thing people can start with is knowing who you are. I mean, I can remember, I mean, I'm, I'm 52 years old now. I, I can remember, it wasn't that long ago that I remember being in law school and like saying to myself as I'm graduating, like, what do I want out of life? Mm -hmm. Where do I want to live? What, what kind of car do I want to drive? Do I want to, you know, go to Manhattan, work for a high powered law firm or spend 70 hours working a week to make a lot of money and to be able to like, you know, live a really cool life, but then not have a lot of time. And just knowing enough about yourself to know what you need or want out of life to be happy. And that will help getting you to the place where you can know how to choose well and then obviously your fallback is the legal. I mean, I think the focus really should be the relationship and you you know who you are and what you want out of life and chasing your dreams. That that should be the focus because whether you get married or not, you're going to end up in a relationship with someone, you know, at some point, at least for the vast majority of people and you know, you may have kids with that person, you may have a house with that person. Either way, the core is the relationship. Um and then the legal, you can you can fix as well along the way. What if um, one person doesn't agree to a divorce or refuses to sign the papers? Like, yeah, what do you do? It used to be a problem in New York State because we used to be a fault state, which meant you'd have to prove grounds. We used to have jury trials on cruel and inhumane treatment, uh, infidelity, uh, abandonment. Yeah. So yes, grounds have... is like the reason for divorce. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's the basis to dissolve the marital relationship. Right. So now in New York state, we have no fault divorce. So essentially if one person wants to be divorced, the other person can't stand in the way of it. I understand it's, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have money problems. You're going to have difficulty with your kids. I mean, all of these things, hopefully you don't have any of those problems, but, but probably you will one or other or some of them, mm -hmm. but you don't ever want to be in a place with your life where you wake up each day and you're fucking miserable. You just don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's gotta be. And that's why I say like, over time, it's like little pieces. I say with relationships, like little pieces over time. So you lose the connection with, you know, doing, spending time together. You lose the connection of like being on the same page with the kids or this or that. You, you lose these little pieces over time, little pieces, little pieces, little pieces, little pieces. And then 10 years later, you realize you don't even fucking know the other person or you don't want to be around them. Or you're not like excited to see like, look, when you come home at the end of the day, aren't you excited to see your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband or wife? You should be. Yeah. I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like so. you got to have that. You can't walk in the door. I, I always use the expression of if you walk in the door from work uh, at night and you look at your husband or wife in the same way that you look at the couch or the kitchen table or like you get the same emotion looking at that person as you look at an inanimate object that that's not that's not living. That's not it's not being happy. So 
So I guess That's just know the difference. That's a good way to put it, though, actually. Like, if you're, like, questioning, should I still be with this person? Is, is this the relationship dead or fizzling out? It's like if you see them as a lamp or a couch and you don't feel <laughs> something. Right. Kind of like, all right, we should probably make some changes right. here. I mean, you're not going to maybe – you're not, you know, 20 years down the road, you're not going to have the same, like, e- exact same butterflies that you had as, like, your first kiss or whatever. I get it. But it's different. It evolves. You know, I did a piece just recently about like relationships that are like really, really hot, but then they burn out like Mm -hmm. the strongest relationships just like smolder over time, Mm -hmm. like and they get hotter and hotter and hotter. That's the point. But on different levels. What's your (laughs) advice for someone who's lonely? Soak it in. Soak it in. Enjoy being lonely when you have the house and the kids running around and the nagging husband and wife. (laughs) When you become, and this is this, these I think are some of the most important words I could probably ever share. When you become comfortable being alone, you know, because now, now it's more about loving yourself than anyone else outside. Be, be comfortable and happy and, and fulfilled in your own skin. When you get to that point, those are the points that you find the most important person in your life. That that's, okay. that's when you're ripe to find that right person. Because at that point, think about what you've probably done. You've under, you've come to know yourself well enough to know the things that you love to do, what inspires you, what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, you do those things to fill your time. And then when you do those things, you tend to find people who enjoy the same things. Totally, they match you. Right? In the same groups. With the same energy. Now, think with your head, because you've already got these people mm-hmm. now, because these are all your, they're, they're all your people, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you're in a place where there's your dating pool. And you're all, and now you're so comfortable and so confident and so loving yourself that you're in the perfect position to now love another person. Part of what I'm telling a lot of people in the divorce process is like, as you're getting out of it, like rediscover yourself. And when they have that revelation of like, holy shit, I used to like to go, you know, to clubs. I used to like to hike. I used to like to dance or sing or whatever the hell it is. Yoga, who knows, whatever you like. And I haven't done that in years. Well, shit, isn't that a problem? Like, isn't that a problem? (laughs) What you'll find for a lot of couples in the divorce process is you realize all of the things, all of the pieces of you that you've kind of lost along the way, you know, now's your time to kind of get those things back. I, I think it's just so, it's so tough for people to wrap their head around all of that, you know, but, but think of it like this, you know, you ladies are still young, energetic. You got all your shit going on, right? Like think about all the things you love about life. I mean, you're going to compromise some of those things if you ultimately, you know, as you get married and have kids and stuff like that, but you don't want to lose those things. You don't want to lose those things that make you unique, make you who you are. Right. Like you said, that initial attraction, clearly they liked you for. Right. Or it's easy to take their passions. Like, oh, he likes football. I'm going to like get into football because he likes it. It drives me crazy. Like, and then you like convince yourself, well, I like it too, but you like want to join in and like uh, conform to like him and his friends. Like I've done that before. So I try to yeah. be like intentional, like, uh-huh. okay, no, this is his thing. I have my thing. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's good though. I love that word. Be intentional. I think that's, I think that's totally right. It's funny because I always, I always tease my wife. It's like when we first met, she's like, oh, I love watching the Knicks games, you know, cause I'm a New York Knicks fan. So uh-huh. I love watching the Knicks games, blah, blah. And then after we married for a little while. Are you watching that? I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I was like, I was like that was false all. advertising. That no, was false advertising. I have a way worse story. I, I had a guy I was so obsessed with. He broke my heart. 
and like he was obsessed with lacrosse like that was his main passion so i decided me and my friend we were gonna go join the lacrosse team just so i could be like i'm into lacrosse too look at me anyway so we all do crazy stuff for love that's why you don't think with your heart we all we gotta think with our heads Right. This has been an amazing conversation. I learned a lot. And I'm a like, lot. do I want to get married one day? Do I not? There's like a lot that goes into it. <laughs> I thought I could just look pretty and wear a dress and have a party, but I guess there's more to it. All I'm really trying to do out there, and you know, whether it's an actual marriage or it's just rings or it's just to promise each other, it should be, it should fit your fairy tale. It should fit yeah. your vision. You know, it doesn't need to follow any specific rules. But my my job out there is just trying to give you advice from what I've seen to help you avoid any pitfalls. And hopefully that's a long lasting, loving, fulfilling marriage mm-hmm. or union rather than ending up in my office. So, yeah, I like that. Fit your fairy tale. I like that. <laughs> well, yeah. where can people find you? How can people stalk you and no more? <laughs> at DRV Law, at DRV Law on Instagram, at DRV Law on TikTok. We have some Facebook stuff and drvetranolaw.com as the website. But uh, but that's that's if you need me for divorce stuff. But hopefully it you just- also have amazing relationship advice, too. Like I, I have right. scrolled your page so much. I'm like, he's just great. Right. Like beyond the law stuff, which is great, but also just life and relationship stuff, like yep. she said really really yeah and 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 keep in mind the the behind the law uh podcast has shifted now to uh the drv law show so that's the new name for the podcast so if you're looking for that the drv law show podcast and um yeah and 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 who knows i might be able to convince you two ladies to come on my podcast which would be awesome that would be amazing we would love that more of us three (laughs) absolutely Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dennis. This has been a blast. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. You ladies are awesome. I love it.